0: <laughs> oh that was fun so that was some that evil one. laughter uh yeah welcome back to the evil podcast of evil the the only show on the internet that uh dares to look 11 years in the past at a short film slash tv series from joss whedon entitled dr horrible sing-along blog where two siblings and guests uh, talk about it. This, this, whatever sentence this introduction is, is not working. Um, my name is Tyler Boudreaux.
1: And I'm Condra Boudreaux.
0: And we have a guest with us from Better Off Dead Minute, Curtis Blows. Blows is close enough. I usually don't correct people, but uh, it's actually pronounced Blaze,
2: but I'm not really picky about oh. it. But now I'm talking oh, about it, so it sounds like I'm picky about it anyway. Damn it.
0: Well, no, it's my fault because I, <laughs> we talked for five minutes and I never actually asked how to pronounce the last name, so...
2: I'm always interested to see how uh, people pronounce it anyway. In boot camp, they used to say Blow-as. I never corrected them. That was fine.
0: I mean, no offense, but if it was Curtis Blows, like, that's wonderful. Because they're going to be like, Curtis, Curtis Blows.
2: Well, oh, that's the thing, though. I, I, there's two ways to go with that. First of all, uh, in the Navy, which is where I was, uh, with a last name like Blows, once I hit the rank of Seaman, that got very interesting. <laughs> Okay, or or I can go a different direction, and I can say no relation. I can't rap. Oh, you uh, guys don't know about Curtis Blow's.
0: <gasps> no, who? Yeah, who? That joke ju- just fell on the
2: floor, didn't it? Oh my god! Oh, Curtis Blow's is this famous old school rapper from the I don't know seventies. One of the one of the early he, pioneers.
0: Okay, yeah, I know some rappers, but not not him. He always wore like a blue jean hat. Okay, that adds up. <laughs> Was he in Houdini or something? Man, I really don't know. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) I don't think I've actually heard one of his songs.
0: All right. Anyway, (laughs) naming conventions aside, welcome back to the Evil Podcast of Evil. Uh, The segment of Dr. Horrible we are covering today lasts from 6 minutes, 45 seconds to 20 minutes, 5 seconds. Uh, Basically, it's a whole bunch of transition and... uh, kind of important information and not a lot of fun songs as
2: <gasps> <laughs> this is that. one of the most important parts of the of the uh, video blog
0: well well i'm glad you think that
1: you have some <laughs> iconic lines in this segment tyler oh oh
0: oh, oh yes man, the,
2: there's so Absolutely. much going, there's so much going on in this i'm so glad you guys are doing the show what motivated you to do this show who are getting
1: asked well, the question <laughs>
0: Audrey, why do you take this one
1: so we are technically on hiatus Before we start our next big project.
2: Hiatus from what?
1: Uh, We just finished Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, so we are another Movies by Minute podcast.
2: That's you guys. That's wonderful. Cool.
1: Yeah. And we're about to start probably in the new year uh, Wildcat Minute, in which we're going to do High School Musical. And we were like, well, we've got about six months here. And... We still enjoy doing this because it's our, ex- we're both in school, so it's our excuse to talk to each other every week. And we're like, what do we want to do? And we're like, Dr. Horrible, short enough. <laughs> so That's we're not so doing cool. it in the minute format. We're doing it in smaller seg- in like segment format. Just, and wanted to meet some new
2: folks. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. You know, not to drag you too far off, I don't know, like, how formatted you guys are. and you oh, we're not. If you're following or anything. No, like, yeah, it's all good. You're good. Doesn't it seem like Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog was a lot longer ago than 11 years? Or no. does it seem like a really long time to you guys? Okay, so how old are you guys, actually? I mean, you don't have to tell. I mean, you know, 20s. I'm in my early to mid-20s. Okay, so I don't know. So, like, I'm almost 50. And this thing seems like it was 20 years ago. It seems like the early part of the internet to me.
1: It technically was the early part of the internet cuz YouTube came out in 2006. That's not right. 2005. And The Guild was like 2007 and <gasps> The really,
2: Guild was before this.
1: Yeah. And wow. so Dr. Horrible like kind of was in that bread and butter like really start big of YouTube.
2: Yeah, I remember um, how we all thought YouTube was going to somehow be the place where all the movies would go.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Disney Plus in two weeks. How about that? Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think Tyler and I had the distinct advantage of that was kind of part of our childhood. We were still young.
0: And, and I, I don't, is it a good thing or a bad thing that I feel like my childhood wasn't that long ago? Probably a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember when we watched this on Netflix.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, it was on Netflix, huh? That it was because yes. I was a, I was an early adopter of Netflix. I was clear back in the God. When did they start? Ninety nine, whenever it was, the very first year I started getting the discs. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, this would have been for us. This would have been when we when you could get the Netflix channel on the Wii, and so you go into your your Wii. Oh yeah. Netflix and then you open the little app and then yeah.
2: Yeah, I did that too. Um back in the very beginning when however many discs you bought or however much money you Mm -hmm. paid a month, that's how many hours of streaming you got. So if you had the nine dollar plan, you got nine hours of streaming. That's wild. Yeah, that was the very, very beginning. I mean I've been a customer since they started.
1: I remember us being younger and getting the discs and stuff, and then we made the transition to the disc and streaming and I don't know anyone that still gets discs. I know they still offer I- discs.
2: Oh, I totally still get the discs. I actually have two Good. accounts, so I can get a lot of discs at a time. Wow! They used to have—they used to let you get ten discs at a time if you paid for it, but then they cut it back down to three. Those bastards! So I had to get two accounts.
0: The disc selection is wider than the streaming selection, correct?
2: It's um, well, you know, anything that's a DVD, any new release DVD, blam.
1: I'm also going to throw it out there, just as a shameless thing. Local public libraries are also a very good source for movies. A lot of them get the newest collections, and it's free.
2: <laughs> you guys must live in, a, like, a city?
1: No. Oh, okay. We're in suburbs, but we're both librarians.
2: Oh, nice. Our library, uh, our library kind of isn't like that. It's, it's, I'm in a small town with 2,000 people, mm-hmm. and we do have a pretty good collection of classic movies. Like, for instance, you can go get the top 100 AFI of the 20th century, but mm-hmm. you can't like... But new releases are kind of a hard thing to come by there.
1: That's interesting. Very probably, though, your library is going to be able to get you movies from other libraries. So oh, yeah. they Inter- probably still have them. Oh, yeah. Interlibrary Loan's the best.
0: Yep. Life tips with the amateur nerds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to talk about Dr. Horrible? Sure. I don't know not know. Why break a trend?
1: So... <laughs> So, Curtis, we usually like to start off with, uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship. It seems like you saw it back in the day, but what is your history with Dr. Horrible?
2: I think I have a memory of finding it for some reason on the second episode, when the second episode came out. I watched the second episode first, and then went back and watched the first episode, and then had to wait two days to see the third episode. I thought it was extremely cool. It was extremely exciting to see that. There was going to be something of quality coming out, uh, streaming, <laughs> you know, just, just like TV, as good as TV, as good as movies. I didn't recognize, I didn't know about the Guild at the time. That that was something that came later with Netflix. I didn't discover it until then. So it surprises me that that was before Dr. Horrible. Uh, but I don't know. That's really my basic thing. I, I loved it, of course. I thought it was weird and quirky that there was a musical. <laughs> and also it was... It was really kind of cool that there was someone that was taking the video blog which was we call it time vlogging um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and making a movie out of it. And that's kind of uh that's kind of my whole experience.
0: Yeah, it is kind of that interesting thing uh, they've made a couple like uh cheap horror movies of, of like where it's like all through like Skype and computer like screens. Uh and I believe the uh, John Cho film Searching was also Uh, of that style but i'm imagining a dr horrible where it's all like through the computer screen you're just watching him do the blog and that would definitely be an interesting uh format choice
2: the only thing that that breaks that reality is the fact that the the camera isn't a complete potato
0: (laughs) yeah it's 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 an hd camera (laughs) especially back in
2: 2008
1: I mean, Doctor Horrible is transmogrifying or transmattering um, gold bars. So, hypothetically, he has some money.
0: That's true. Well, no, because Condra he didn't he didn't actually get the gold bars because they became the mush.
1: Well, if it's liquid but, gold, that's still worth something.
0: Well, well, and it's not about making money, Condra. It's about taking <laughs> money.
1: <laughs> Status is not quo. Uh, <laughs>
2: I was thinking about the, the liquid gold a little bit. I know that you can get gold flakes for very expensive alcohol.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think it is actual gold that you're drinking. Yes. Is that right? Uh, liquid gold, though, to liquefy gold, it melts at a pretty low, pretty low temperature.
1: But it's still hot.
2: <laughs> right. It's still very hot when you do that. For this to be a cold liquid, that means he's not putting it back together, it is ruined. So yeah, he had to actually he actually had to change the nature of physics for that to work. So my theory my theory is that it appears to be liquid and he's calling it liquefied, but it's actually a very 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 fine powder that just acts like liquid and therefore would still be spendable. It'd be weird finding a market for it, like. But I think that's that explains it in universe. Or that explains it in our universe.
0: I mean, I. I always thought it was just, like, he had literally, like, by by taking apart the molecules and putting them back together, he had totally reshaped whatever form that the bars were in into a completely different state of matter. Like, completely different arrangement of molecules. Oh, it's so like that's not element.
2: gold anymore. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense, yeah. too.
0: Yeah. Or that. All right. So... <laughs> So this segment starts. Let's, let's talk about the segment of the, the show that we're trying to talk about Where are today. we?
2: What is we this? You don't want to uh, talk about the last segment? Okay. I'm done with that.
0: All right. So so the song My Eyes ends, and we cut to an uh, e- exterior shot of the, 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 the sign outside the coin wash for the laundromat, and then we cut to the interior of the laundromat where Penny and Billy are talking, and Penny says, it is so dumb that we've been coming here for so long and never talked. And they're kind of just bantering back and forth about wh- whether they do or don't like laundry. Uh,
2: I, I think you've blown right past something significant, and that is this is a coin-operated laundry in 2008 that has satellite TV.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm not I'm not aware of the significance of this.
2: Nobody had satellite TV in 2008, especially just out in the public for for the coin-op laundromat. Holy cow! This is a this is a fancy place. <laughs>
0: Is the satellite, like, do you see it on the exterior or is it on the interior you see it?
2: It's right above the sign on the coin-op.
0: Okay. That's, (laughs) I mean, it could be someone else's satellite that, like, it's just attached to the same building.
1: They live upstairs?
0: Yeah.
2: What's your theory about this coin-op? Is it, it's their neighborhood coin-op, obviously. But. Yes. Is it. (laughs) No, What? but what I mean to say is, is it just the downstairs place from where they live?
1: No, because oh. it, you see the roof. No, and I guess I'm
0: no. saying
2: that differently. I'm saying that word.
0: I. It's just. It's just. A, they're in like a city. So the coin ops, like what the coin ops might be a standalone building, but there's like, there's probably a building attached to it that someone lives in or something like that. Uh-huh. I think I, is what we're saying. You're it's saving un- me. Thank you.
1: <laughs> it's also unclear what kind of building that Billy lives or Doctor Horrible lives in because when you see moist come in earlier in act one it looks like there's an outside and it's like a door that's connected outside as opposed to like an apartment building
0: it seems like billy lives in a basement
1: too many windows though
2: there are a lot of windows it could be one of those half you know step down basement
0: things but the windows are really
2: big for that too
0: yeah he it's kind of the it's kind of the one it's kind of the type where like you take like four steps down and it's kind of at that level, but it's not like a complete underground. So they kind of what you're in right now, Condra.
1: I'm in a complete underground, so.
0: All right. But like, so like, like three feet up of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then we, Billy uh, transitions well into his uh, frozen yogurt scheme. Um, Whoa, hold, on, says, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. Penny is scheme. folding her laundry before putting it into this the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what?
0: I mean, that's just like a, like a, actors do something with your hands, what during this scene? And so like, they're putting in, they're taking out laundry, they're doing something. I, I don't really care.
1: But it's still.
0: And she's a fan of laundry. Just let her let her do her laundry the way she likes Condra.:
1: Fine, I, I'm not maybe, laundry maybe she's shaming got her. A trick.
2: Maybe she's got a trick for it.
1: She can fit more stuff in because it's folded.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: so, so, uh, do you guys have a good enough copy to make out what it says on the sign behind them?
0: Uh, uh, no, I, no, I don't know what you're talking about. In bleach
2: defenders, ah, that could be wrong.
0: <laughs> in bleach defenders, nope, nope. In bleach, we it. trust.
2: In bleach, we trust.
0: Uh, is it? Is it like a? Is it like a Nirvana-themed superhero group? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so.
2: Although, there are, <laughs> no, I, I don't know.
1: Wait, where, where are you, in which part behind them? Because I'm also seeing one that's like large family washer for rugs, bedspreads, et cetera, do not over, fo- or do not over soap. So I'm not oh sure God. if I'm looking at the right one.
2: It's between their head at six, 1650.
0: Oh, I remember the year 1650. <laughs> what was I doing? Dead. Um, I think I was, uh, harvesting corn? Who knows? Corn would have looked very different in 1650. Oh, yeah, it was smaller then. More colors.
1: Also, that would have been, like, very early European adoption of corn. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're talking about, you talking no, about my so- sign? Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about your sign. I just got it to be where it is supposed to. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. I think it's just kind of generic laundry advert slash sign.
0: I think it's a sign for the In Bleach Defenders, the local Nirvana superhero team.
2: It's possible. Eventually, (laughs) someone will get that and laugh. I promise. I promise.
0: Okay. I mean, In Bleach isn't like like it's soaked in bleach or something like that. That's the more Nirvana quote. So just In Bleach isn't much. (laughs) Anyway... Billy pulls out these uh, fro froyos. He says, that's crazy. I asked for one frozen yogurt and the guy gave me two. He
1: said, that's a crazy random happenstance, Tyler.
0: Well, Condra, he says that later. Give me the chance to build up to it. Fine. Well, yeah. So he hands Penny the thing and she's like, he says, you don't happen to like frozen yogurt, do you? And she's like, I love it. And he's like, wild. That's a What a crazy random happenstance. She's both like
1: Super excited and trying to contain it You know how like When you have a dog or a small child And you're like I have this thing And they're just like trying to act cool and
2: they're like, I know she's just so adorable <laughs> That face she makes it, It's like the actress herself can't wait to take a bite of it Yeah Like oh I saw this in the script I get frozen yogurt today
0: <laughs> How much frozen yogurt do you think they had to eat on set though
2: I, I counted They took uh, one bite apiece so however many however many takes they had to do she definitely has the air of screwing it up a bunch so she can eat some
0: it's probably just like uh just like some that's been in the freezer all day so it's like probably just like super icy and cold and not good
2: well and you know that's funny too did you guys notice that she blows the ice cream she she blows on the Uh. tip of it
0: She's so quirky.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> I, You know, I thought that was just her making an actress choice being quirky, but I looked it up. People do that. That's a thing people do to the point where it's documented on the Internet. They blow on
1: their ice cream to warm it up? They blow on
2: it to warm it up so it doesn't freeze their mouth when they take it in.
0: You know the thing where, like, if you, if you breathe, like, your breath is warm, but if you breathe, like, your breath is cold? Yeah. I, th- I was just thinking about that.
1: But I think it's funny that they use frozen yogurt here because that was definitely, like, this time period that, that it was, like,
0: 2008.
1: frozen yogurt was the thing. And I'm, like, wow. Frozen yogurt's, like, still a thing, but it's not as prevalent.
2: Oh, yeah. It was a statement then if you, if you had frozen yogurt as opposed to ice cream. All the, all the, middle was- aged lady, all the middle-aged ladies were uh, expressing a, a preference for the frozen yogurt. And also, everyone is under the impression that you could lose weight with it at this time because it's yogurt, not ice cream.
0: Yeah, I guess it's it's one of these health trends where it's like, well, it's, it's better for you than the alternative. Therefore, it's good for you, but it's not actually good for you. It's like eating Subway instead of McDonald's.
2: Yeah, that's a weird one. You get the footlong meatball sub and you basically got four hamburgers just rolled into a ball <laughs> with seven sandwiches worth of bread. <laughs>
0: So, uh, so uh, Billy. Billy also asks Penny uh, what she did over the weekend, and she's like, "Actually, I went on a date." And he's like, "Really? Get right out of town!" Tr- trying real hard to cover the fact that he he knows exactly what she did over the weekend because he was stalking her.
1: And he's dying inside.
0: He's dying <laughs> inside. He,
2: he's just falling into himself. Okay. If you're meeting someone for the first time and you're kind of hitting it off with them, you're kind of talking, you're kind of doing a thing. Is your is your opening move to say that you're you, you just went on a date with someone?
1: Well, maybe that's her way of saying, "Hey, I'm not interested in you in that way." And hopefully, well, it'll that's... like get across to him because she's already she's. I think she's sensing like strong vibes on it. He hasn't like stopped staring at her.
2: <laughs> okay, so so True. yeah, there's that. But then she also kind of proceeds as if she's interested, or is that part of the? Sort it's of- hard
0: to re- maybe she's. I think the idea is that she's not really an expert at the kind of like flirting, like talking to guy, like talking to guys might not be as easy for her in in like a flirty context. So when when she's like, she might not actually want to tell him that, and she's kind of like, actually, I I went on a date. Like she doesn't she doesn't really know what to say. Maybe other than just to tell the truth
1: definitely I think too maybe it's trying to find this like weird balance of like who is this person and like I want to seem kind of unavailable but if Captain Hammer turns out to be really weird then maybe this guy's a little more like my speed
0: (laughs) yeah if Captain Hammer turns out to be a jerk I'm gonna go with this evil villain
1: well she doesn't know that
0: I know I know well, and then she she goes on to talk about how she originally thought that Captain Hammer was cheesy. And uh, Billy goes, trust your instincts. <laughs> and then she goes on <laughs> to say, but he he's actually really nice inside. And then Billy says, well, sometimes there's a, a third, even deeper layer that's actually the exact same as the top, outermost layer. Like pie. <laughs> I think it's.
1: I don't know if you all read it as this. I first thought ogre.
2: Oh, no, I was just stuck on, on what the third layer of pie is that's like the other one. Is he talking about the bottom crust?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: God. Okay, I'm an idiot.
1: But I was thinking ogres are like onions. And then
2: I yes, was thinking,
1: is he trying, is uh, Billy slash Dr. Horrible trying to relay that I look like Billy right now. I have another layer, but I'm really Billy underneath. A little foreshadowing, maybe.
2: It foreshadows his character, I think. Is that the message he's trying to send her? Or is he just trying to get her to plant a seed in her that maybe Captain Hammer isn't...
0: Yeah, I think it's a line he's saying about someone else, but it's actually self-reflective.
2: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that here. I mean, you know, what's the line about the crazy happenstance? That happens... There's something about crazy happenstance in every episode of this this series that changes (laughs) everything. Crazy happenstance changes everything in this in the series three distinct times
0: It's almost it's almost like like life is just chaos theory like and like everything just happens randomly <laughs> like there's no way to control your fate
2: well this is the first before breaking bad did it i mean this is kind of the first time we had <laughs> we watch a regular guy turn into an evil guy
0: oh well, he kind of starts as an evil guy too though
2: he kind of starts off wanting to be an evil guy, but he's such a wannabe. He's, yeah, he's such yeah a you're, right, you're right. But then at the end, he is heartless. He's empty. And I don't yeah, know. I- we don't have to get too far into that because I know you guys are going to do another episode or more episodes and, and deal with that. But <laughs> but I just, you know, this uh, this random happenstance thing is just the theme that keeps referring, recurring throughout the series.
0: Yeah, it's it's very Shakespearean in that way where it's like there's really only three characters and if we take for granted that they're all going to, that they're all interacting, then everything that happens makes sense. But when you sit back and think, oh, yeah, the, the likelihood of all this happening is actually very small, like, it makes it interesting.
2: The, uh, the characters themselves, do you guys have any – well, let me let me say what I'm thinking here. The, they all seem to be junior high kids or middle school kids' version of what they think – how they think adults would act. There's kind of this vibe that none of them have ever had sex – they kind of don't know how to have relationships. Their relationships are all based on really, you know, like shallow things. He likes her cuz she's pretty. She likes Do- uh, Captain Hammer because he's he's good-looking. You know what I mean? And their interactions are kind of, you know, when he says what's the line he says about and she might even french kiss him or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, I love that yeah. line.
2: <laughs> that isn't how that isn't how someone in, who's an adult thinks. She might even french kiss him.
0: That's how Dr. Horrible would think, I think. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, Dr. Horrible would think that because I think he's sort of he sort of stuck as a junior high kid a little bit, personality-wise.
0: Yeah. Condra, what's your take on this?
1: I think I definitely read some of that, like, immaturity slash inexperience naivete from Dr. Horrible. And I just think Josh Whedon doesn't understand women all that well. So, like, putting Penny as, like, a, oh, he's handsome and he saved me. Um, I mean, rest in peace, Black Widow. <laughs> um but still angry it's fine i'll never get over age of ultron but i think there is something like if they are just living their surface level lives which they kind of all are they have like singular ambition and motivation and as we talked about like last time penny really doesn't have any motivations or any clear goals she's just kind of like neutral good
0: well no her her goal is to to do the the homeless shelter.
1: Yeah, but, she, like, why?
0: Because she actually believes in the good in humanity.
1: I think they're all a little naive for everything. And, like, considering this is essentially a good versus evil kind of thing, it's not complex enough to do it. Like, the, the characters are pretty straightforward. And for, I think, a web series musical, that's fine. Like, they're still compelling enough to get you through the 42 minutes that exist in this and the actors are so good and they're so likable that like they get you through some of those like base levels but i think when you overthink it like penny going out i think one date with captain hammer would be like yeah she's it's kind of like a thank you for saving her kind of thing but the fact that anything persists and she's not getting like weirded out super red flags by a guy that sticks a spork into his leg like, there's a lot of red flags that Penny does not take into consideration that...
0: I mean, it's it's sitcom logic, too, though, so...
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, but there's also something else deeper going on here. Who is really the evil one? Is it is it the guy that's kind of the involuntary celibate that's going to show the world? Or is it, like, the bro rapist guy that's going to have sex with the lady later just to just to show, just to mess with the guy? I mean, who's... Who's evil and who's good here?
1: Oh, neither of them are good. We've, like, that has been, like, a thing. We're, like, Captain Hammer's not good. Dr. Horrible's not good. Penny's the only one that's really a good character. But then she's very, like, flat, so.
0: But, well, her, her goodness is her flaw, like. Well, and then in the end,
2: I mean, she clearly has a choice. That's something you guys will talk about later, I'm sure. I'm dying to hear that show for sure. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but which one do you think is more evil? Like at this moment before before they both fulfill their destinies and the end of the thing happens right now at the laundromat right now with the date who's who's more evil to you guys I think mm. because
1: Dr. Horrible really hasn't done anything super significant in terms of like evilness he's like stolen some stuff I and I think just being a a a woman in 2019 and all of the concepts that exist for women today. Uh, Captain Hammer for me is more of a villain and more more to be feared. I am well, more fearful of a Captain Hammer type that thinks that they can get away with things because they're good looking and strong and are liked by high members of society so they can do whatever they want essentially because he destroys property. He takes presumably takes advantage of women Based on lines in um in Co- no, it's a line in Act Three. There's like for me, I'm more fearful of Captain Hammer.
0: I mean, I I agree, Condra. I think Captain Hammer, like he's definitely not good for society. But in terms of like evil, like I think Doctor Horrible is doing more evil. He's just Captain Hammer is just like he's like a like a fake feminist, you know? Oh yeah. I watched. I watched the SNL sketch last night of um, like uh, Cecily Strong sitting at a bar, and a bunch of guys like come over to her, and she they're like trying to impress her with their like feminist thoughts, but then like they start hitting on her, and she's like no, and and then they immediately turn on her, and that's what I kind of imagine Captain Hammer being. It's not evil per se, just like just a, a, a totally a totally sick way of being, but not not evil. Uh, whereas billy's version since since we just had a whole montage of billy stalking penny that's what i find to be more evil
1: i mean i would personally not be comfortable with either of them
0: (laughs) yes we're doing we're the comparison is flawed in that we hate both of them
1: it's no to both
0: (laughs) no to both okay well see i got kind of a
2: not a different take but this goes back to them all being, like, middle schoolers. The way they talk about sex and the way they're so naive, it makes me think, you know, when they say things like, oh, I'm going to have all the sex later, it makes me think that none <laughs> of them really, really are evil and they just don't know how to relate to each other. Like, they're just misfits right now and don't really rise to the level of evil until later.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, once, once Dr. Horrible becomes a domestic terrorist, then, like, he's definitely the more evil one. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh so so we did we did yeah we did gloss over um Penny telling Billy uh you're driving a spork into your leg and then he says and so I am.
1: And it's a very like it's a very simple way that they're hiding that he's he the the way the camera's positioned the spork is just behind his leg.
0: Yeah. And then uh we cut to Dr. Horrible in his blog getting ready for his next heist. Um he's talking about how after like after he has his freeze right now, and then at, as of today, I will be in the le- evil League of evil if everything goes according to plan
1: but there's still a whole nother act
0: I'm extremely uncomfortable with the blog thing
2: i I always have been a little, but people that are super personal in their blogs make me extra uncomfortable he is <laughs> he's he's making called shots about big aspirations that he has, and the people who are making the decisions for him are watching him.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's And the people who are going to try to arrest him are also watching him.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like telegraphing what he's going to do. I mean, literally in this scene telegraphing what he's going to do that only undermines him. So what is his actual motivation for blogging about it all?
0: Well, I think he wants the recognition and the fame more than the evil. It it's this kind of modern concept of like just being famous just for the sake of being famous and the the way he knows how to do that is just to post videos on the youtube of him doing crimes
1: insta famous
0: it was like the guy that uh freaked out at the the bagel restaurant Mm. and it later was revealed that he was that's just like a thing he does to try to become famous
2: yeah oh i'm not aware of that what what was the bagel restaurant freak out guy event
0: it like it went viral. There was like a guy went on like a like a misogynist rant in the the bagel store, and then everyone was like, "Ah, that guy, he's so terrible." And then it was later revealed like that that's kind of his his shtick is that like he like causes scenes and then tries to go viral in that way. So it worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then that guy became president. What? Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, save the commentary for uh, commentary. The musical. That's what I always say.
2: What's going on behind Dr. Evil here? What's with the tubes and the in the flasks? Is it is it just science or yep. is there some background thing yeah. that says what that is?
0: No, it's 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 uh it's the the little thing from Spencer's Gifts where it does all the like the the shapes, this the circle thing. That's what he he's got one of those. Oh,
2: just literally that's the
0: thing you can just buy?
1: Yeah. <gasps>
0: yeah, you kind of you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah,
1: I right? know 100%. Spencer's <laughs> Gifts in the mall has some really weird Science kind of stuff that you can just like get.
2: Spencer's Gifts is just a weird place anyway. It's oh, like yeah. a sex, yeah, like a sex toy store for kids.
0: <laughs> kind yeah. of. So yeah. Also, also in the scene, we get a a, a reveal of um, Doctor Horrible's new catchphrase. Uh, he says, "I hold a PhD in horribleness."
2: Iconic. Moist doesn't seem to think so. That's not really in this episode or in no. this scene. Yeah,
0: and the line I like better is he signs off and he says, "Peace." Except not.
2: <laughs> like,
1: very smooth. Very smooth.
0: <laughs> and then the vlog cuts, and then, like, he reaches to turn off the vlog, and then it immediately cuts to it him turning it back on, and the lighting has changed uh, in such a way that, like, we can now tell that he's all bruised and beat up. and
1: Except without any of the makeup, so it's just Neil Patrick Harris acting as if he's bruised and beat up.
0: No, there's some makeup on his not face. Not like a
1: lot, though. Not like Left. you can do really good bruises with makeup, but yeah. there's not
2: really.
0: Yeah. He's well, talking about how the, the police and Captain Hammer were waiting for him there. And uh, what like Captain Hammer throws a, a car at him.
2: Well, there's a the thing I can I can kind of talk about a little bit. The I, I didn't realize he was supposed to be bruised until I read it in the script. I thought it was just bad lighting and shadowing. Like overhead lighting that just shadowed the under part of his eye. You know what I mean? It doesn't really look he doesn't really look beat up. But I'm wondering now that I'm looking at it is the is the darkness underneath of his cheekbones supposed to be some sort of damage?
0: Yeah, that's what I thought.
2: Okay, cuz because I thought it was just really harsh overhead lighting that was shadowing. You know how you do to make pe- people's faces look skinnier?
0: Yeah. Well, it goes the, the lighting goes from like the very blue of the blog to this scene. It kind of it, it has a more orange tone to yeah, it. Yeah, it really warms and up, and that brings out yeah, it, that brings out the, the bruises on his face.
2: So we find out a couple of things here. One, Captain Hammer can throw a car. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's he's that's generic actual, Superman powers. Actual I guess. superhero, not just, not just a really strong, brave guy. And yeah. Dr.
0: Horrible can take a card into the face and just get a black
2: eye.
1: <laughs> you know who's the real winner here?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe Dr. Horrible has some sort of like um defensive capabilities that we're unaware of.
2: He's like Wolverine. It, it defeated him. Well, I- but but he got defeated at the point where he only got a black eye. Have you guys ever been in a fight?
0: Not not particularly. Not
1: for real. I used to do karate and I sparred, but that was different.
2: Okay, well, I lived a stupid life. I've been in a few fights. Um you don't when you get when you get hit in such a way that you get black eyes, you don't really that doesn't really stop you. If if that stops you then, then fighting isn't a thing you should ever try. And a black okay. and, and he took a so so he takes a car to the face, but he only gets a black eye and that stops him. Well maybe he was pinned up <laughs> Maybe it was pinned under the car. I don't know.
0: I think the funny thing here is that I like, I like the not Wolverine powers, but I like the idea of like a superpower where you can take a beating and it just kind of won't hurt you that much. Maybe and, and maybe you don't have regenerative skills, but like it's like Indiana Jones, how Indiana Jones will take 900 punches and kind of just be OK. I like the idea of that being a superpower.
2: wonder if that is oh, a superpower. Very, a very subtle superpower, but a good one, a useful one.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what. Yeah, that's what kind of what Captain America has. Like theoretically, like he could break an arm or something, but it's just it just takes a long time to get there.
1: Yeah, sure. I think Winter Soldier is kind of that way too, or White Wolf. Yeah, it's part of the serum for them.
0: And then, uh, the, kind of the last thing that happens in this episode is the uh, his Billy's cell phone starts to ring. It's the uh, Bad Horse ringtone, and then uh, the Bad Horse chorus pops into frame. We saw your operation you tried to pull today, but your humiliation means he still votes nay, and now assassination is just the (laughs) only way. There will be blood. It might be yours, so go kill someone, sign Bad Horse.
1: And then a fake shooting, one of those, like, very Western. I love the little, like, audio cues in the background, like the Winnie, when they say nay, and that little shoot at the end.
0: (laughs) Uh, And uh, there will be blood. Is that a a reference to the uh, film?
2: I don't know. When did it come out? Do you already have the answer? I, um,
0: I feel like There Will Be Blood came out in like two thousand seven. But I up. feel like There Will Be Blood is also just a generic kind of like Western ish term. Like it's not
2: two thousand
1: seven.
0: Oh, called it.
2: Okay, so was the movie popular enough in two thousand seven? It was kind of um it was it was also it was, a book. Yeah, it was uh yeah. oil.
0: Yeah, yeah, the book had a different title though. So um Yeah, the book was called Oil. Uh, there will be blood though.
2: That seems, when that movie came out, it, it already felt familiar, that saying. So I think it was yeah. something before that.
0: But it's, it's the equivalent of, like, if they had a line about, like, well, there's no country for old men.
2: <laughs> something we
1: skipped over, though. Billy brings up, or Dr. Horrible brings up that it was the LAPD. So we have a location.
2: Yay. Well, yeah. You know, it's it, here's the thing. It came out so long ago that I already know all of these things. But along those same lines of, here's where we find out it's L.A., even though, you know, I started watching this knowing it was L.A. because I've seen it 123 times. As you guys watch, I'm curious about this. Did you know, do you remember if you knew at this point or suspected that Bad Horse was a horse?
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: I think I would have thought it was would have been awesome and funny if he was actually a horse, but... I think it wasn't until the sting at the end that it's like oh my god that is the greatest joke of all time.
2: Yeah, that's that yeah, when I was going through it that's when I discovered it. I didn't really think about it. But they give us but they give us clues.
0: You just kind of play into the joke and you're like okay, the the, the joke is that bad horse like is a horse like and then you just kind of buy into it and then the reveal like when they actually show the horse like that just takes it to another level. <laughs> the idea that there's like a horse in a room like talking to Dead Thomas Jefferson and evil David <laughs> Bowie or whatever. <laughs>
2: <And> Tie dye.
0: <laughs> yeah. His henchmen are cowboys. One of them is. We, I mean, we talked about it. One, one of them is Jed Whedon, right?
2: That guy really steals the the least ish of them. Really steals the really steals the show in this scene. Yeah.
0: I, well, he's the one with the mustache. Uh, yeah, right that's in solid the back.
2: mustache. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, we should we should start wrapping up. Uh, but um. Curtis, we 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 kind of talked about. We I mean we've kind of gone all in and out on this. But any final thoughts on like watching Doctor Horrible in 2019 and your kind of changed opinions about it oh, politically or I, at, or even just personally?
2: I'm more aware of okay. As a person who in my 20s was extremely awkward around women, afraid to talk to them so and so forth, um, I have a lot more sympathy for what people call incels, just because it wasn't. It wasn't like a. Uh, how should I put this? It seems more dangerous now to uh, to be someone like that than it did back then. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think it's it's important to keep in mind that like the modern phrasing of incel is like a a like a self ascribed title that people like put upon themselves as kind of like an excuse to engage in misogyny. But right, th- the concept of it, yeah, is, and, is well, theoretically.
2: Um, so that's what I'm getting at. That's why I'm uncomfortable with this because I don't really think he qualifies. I, I think in the in the ultimate analysis, I don't think he qualifies as that. He's not using that as his motivation to be evil. He just happens to not be very good with women.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Until later on when he decides to kill Captain Hammer because he stole his girl.
2: Yeah. But it's not. It's not the same as the guy from Taxi Driver. Not quite.
0: Yeah, it it's more personal for Dr. Horrible and yeah, less because, like because conceptual. they've already
2: because yeah, he stole the girl. It's more like the, he's using the excuse he stole his girl to do something that he wanted to do anyway to the guy. He just he just wasn't yeah. evil enough to pull it off on his own until he had some motivation. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think it does. And I think it's an important it's it's an important nuance that you bring up that like the the character of Dr. Horrible is actually more more complex than kind of the simple like oh he's an incel like let's just kind of write him off like no he has he has a character too so so
2: then so then in comparing 2008 feelings against 2019 feelings what happens is uh nathan's character still feels the same to me he feels like a he feels like it's just a jerk I didn't have words for it in 2018 but now I understand what what kind of person he is. Dr. Horrible still seems kind of the same to me. Just kind of a just kind of a sad sack who happens to be motivated enough to do to accomplish something. But he doesn't but he doesn't yeah. change. He doesn't change and become an incel to me in 2019 because I really think he's just motivated by not liking Dr. Hammer or ah, Captain Hammer anyway. And if Penny and if Penny yeah, wasn't in you know, the story, that works. All we would ha- not, we just wouldn't have the love interest side of the uh, of the story going on. It would just be this battle between these two that and that hate each other. Well, one has contempt for the other. Hammer or Captain Hammer has contempt for for Doctor Horrible. Doctor Horrible hates Cap or Captain Hammer. Yeah. Ah, I, I feel like it took seven extra sentences to say what I meant there.
0: No, you, you're you're on it. I I think that all makes sense. What about? You? It's it's important to kind of think about the the characters as they're written and like not necessarily ascribe all the political commentary. Well, yeah, because I
2: mean, we didn't really, all this heaviness of the the politics of things didn't really come in until about 2014 way after this was written. Like I, I I very highly doubt Josh Whedon's head was anywhere near anything. What we feel now in 2019 when he wrote this.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. He was writing a superhero parody.
2: And he was writing a superhero parody about how much it sucks to be in your
0: 20s. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's start Let's start wrapping up. Um, Condra, any other final thoughts? I do not have okay. anything. Okay. Uh, Curtis, um, we, we mentioned at the top that you're from Better Off Dead Minute. Anything else you would like to plug?
2: Oh, I've also got a uh, thing going on that seems to be hard to get off the ground because nobody has read it who's under 50. There's a book called Neuromancer by William Gibson. And uh, the audiobook version of that... I am doing as a minute by minute analysis. And I'm looking for guests. For God's sake, call me. How long is the uh book? Oh, it's an uh, audio book. About two hundred and sixty-seven minutes. Okay.
1: So you'll only <laughs> well, be doing it a for long project. until you die.
2: Well, especially if I'm only releasing one episode a week as is currently happening. Or or getting one, <laughs> one episode a week recorded.
0: Yeah, that'll be a nice five year project for you. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh Condra, where can people find us? They can
1: find us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Find you on the Twitter as well. Tyler, not me. Uh, email us at Amateur Nerds
0: Present. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, thank you very much, Curtis, for joining thank you, us. Thank and you. It was, such a, it was such a pleasure. Yeah, you, you, brought, you brought some questions for us. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> Keep the conversation going. Yeah, uh, until next time, uh, this has been the Evil League of Evil, uh, the Evil Podcast of Evil. I've been Tyler Boudreaux, the podcast king of Chicago.
1: I've been Condra, queen of darkness.
0: And I've been Curtis, the, I don't know. The neuromancer. The
2: neuromancer. Curtis, the neuromancer.
0: <laughs> and we hope you have an evil day. <laughs>